Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. It is the Dana Show, and Dana's off today. It is Rich Zioli from WPHT in Philadelphia, one of Dana's loyal affiliates. Thanks for being here this afternoon. This is a big week for the United States Supreme Court, a big week. We got some landmark cases that are going to be announced. Really, it could be tomorrow. Tomorrow could be the day. We don't know, but obviously abortion, you've heard a lot about that one. There's also a major Second Amendment case that I know Dana's followed closely and she's talked about as well. That has to do with justifiable need and your right to conceal carry. So that's what we're watching this week. Of course, we're also watching the fact that maybe Joe Biden might be getting on a bicycle again, which is a danger to everybody. It really is. He's a man's a public menace on a bicycle. That's very obvious. And he should not be allowed anywhere near a bicycle. That's clear. But it's also the bicycle, falling off the bicycle is really a metaphor, too, for the way that he's running the country. Is it not just falling right over and leaving everybody in his wake? I mean, it's kind of, as I saw it, I went, oh, well, that's clearly symbolic (laughs) more than anything. Uh, But let's begin with inflation, shall we? Because that's what the number one story is that everybody's talking about. And Janet Yellen was on with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos yesterday. And, uh, you know, she's going on about how she doesn't say a recession is inevitable. But the problem is, though, is that Americans are starting to cut back. And maybe you're in this position right now where you're cutting back on your vacation plans, maybe cutting back on what you're going out to dinner, what you're spending here and there, little things. It only takes little things for the economy to really contract. That's all it takes. And the story right now is Americans are starting to pull back on travel and restaurants. Not, not in a huge, huge way, but just a, a little bit, a lot of it, you know, A year ago, even two years ago, really, people were getting haircuts, (laughs) building backyard pools. The the roofs were getting replaced, right? But now all that is kind of going, tapping the brakes a little bit. They talk about this one story I saw, this maid service in Columbus, Ohio. More customers are putting off or canceling their home cleaning appointments. That's always a a quick one right away when you know there's a problem. When people start canceling the, the maid service. Because nobody likes to clean their own house unless they absolutely have to. And for a lot of people, they have to, obviously. But, you know, the maid or the cleaner, whatever the politically correct term is, well, then if they're not working because somebody just canceled on them, and that means they have less money, which means they have less money to spend. And that means maybe they're not going out to dinner. Maybe they're not buying something somewhere. And then it, it affects everybody. Consumer spending makes up more than two-thirds of the United States economy. That's what our economy is built on. Our economy is built on, in so many ways, consumer spending. And retail sales slowed last month for the first time this year, driven by a 4% drop in car sales. U.S. flight bookings dipped 2.3% in May. Now, a lot of that could be the fact that everybody's hearing the stories about the nightmare scenarios at the airports. 
You know, you go, you show up, you're waiting hours potentially. I mean, you try to get through TSA. I live outside of Philadelphia, and good luck getting through that line if you don't leave hours of time at the year. I don't mean just getting the TSA, but getting through the ticket line. Because we always fly the knockoff airlines, the cheapo air, Spirit, whatever. And then, you know, you got to wait a couple hours to get through that to check your bags. Then you got to wait a couple hours to get through TSA. I'm not exaggerating. Then you get to the gate, you find out, well, they canceled my flight? Wait, what happened? Yes, and that is happening to a lot of people. So they might be pulling the brakes on travel for that reason as well. But the slowdown in spending is now concentrated in services, not goods, which is interesting because a lot of the service industry has been really rebounding after all the draconian COVID lockdowns that we had experience. And for a lot of these places, I mean, think about the local restaurant or bar in your town or whatever the service industry is, landscapers, whoever, they're already dealing with higher prices. So they've may had a ra- they may have to have raised prices on you at some point. I see that. I got a letter the other day from my, my buddy who's a landscaper. And he does our lawn, you know. And they raised the price of the cut by a buck or something like that. Uh, and I always try to help out and give him business because he's a good guy and everything. But he explained to me, he goes, I've never seen it like this before. It's not only just the price of gas they have to pay to fill up the engines and the leaf blowers and everything else, but it's, it's salaries. Because right now, there's so many companies that need people, which is amazing that that's still a thing, that they've got to pay through the roof just to get people. And that's every industry. Lifeguards are a great example. I had a friend, her son who's in high school is making $25 an hour lifeguarding. 25 bucks an hour. I mean, I'm almost tempted to leave radio and do that. It's more secure. And by the way, I should mention too, if you're a high school kid sitting up there all day, watching people swim, it's not the worst job in the world for 25 bucks an hour. That's for sure. You're usually probably pretty fit, and I imagine most of the people coming to the pool that are your age are probably pretty fit, too, and there are worse ways to spend a summer afternoon, is my point. But that's the problem, though, is that if if the lifeguard's paying 25 bucks an hour, and then the guy down the street who's got a restaurant, now he's he's paying his dishwashers 20 bucks an hour, you've got to really pay adults a lot more money to get them to work for you and doing various different things. And in some of these places, like salons, there's one place, they say a box of gloves, disposable gloves, has gone from $7 to nearly $25 in two years for a box of disposable gloves. Hair dyes, 25 bucks, now 40 bucks. When I tell you that Biden falling off the bike is a metaphor for the economy right now, I'm not joking. It could not be more symbolic of an economy that is coming crashing down. Because we are getting really worried about spending money at this point. And we should be because look around. Prices are rising everywhere. We have less cash in our pockets. And what do Democrats want to talk about January 6th, January 6th? And Heidi Heitkamp, who's a U.S. senator, Democrat, she really said the quiet part out loud over the weekend when she was on ABC this week. And she said, you know, every time we're talking about January 6th, we're not talking about gas. We're not talking about the price of gas. <laughs> well, duh, that's true. That's exactly the point. That's why That's why a lot of us are uh, of the mindset now that the Democrats are doing this on purpose because they have nothing other than trying to scare people. There was this one Democrat operative last week who was going on, basically acknowledging they don't have any platform they can run on. So they have to run on fear. They have to scare everybody. That's why the Democrats right now are rooting. They are not that they pray, but if they ever pray, they, you know, to, to the Mother Earth, I guess they pray to you, maybe, you know, Gaia, the spirit of the earth or something. But right now they're all doing a rain dance, hoping 
that Roe v. Wade is overturned. Oh, they want it to be overturned so bad. Forget what the, you hear them say. They go on TV and they go, oh, this is an absolute attack on our rights and blah. They want that decision overturned so that they can spend the next several months going on and on and scaring women up and down the the main line in Philadelphia and all the suburbs of America. Men are coming to take you away and put you in dungeons, and that's what they want to do. And there is no chance that they want that decision to hold. I mean, if it it holds, if it's not overturned, they'll all cheer, but there's going to be a delayed cheer. It'll be that one-second delay where they go, "Oh, oh, yay, you know? Because the truth is, they want to see that overturned so badly. Because what else do they have to talk about? If they can't scare people, what do they got? What do they got? They're going to talk about the great economy. They're going to talk about $6 gasoline prices. They're going to talk about how much it is for you to fill up your car with not only gas, but meat. And they've tried blaming everybody. Putin, big meat, big gas, big oil, Putin, COVID, Putin again. COVID again. I mean, they've tried everything, but it's just, no, it's not sticking because people see right through it. People see through it. And times were flush under Trump, let's face it. So we stocked up on things. We bought appliances, we bought furniture, we bought cars, but we couldn't do things. We couldn't go on vacation. We couldn't go out to dinner in a lot of cases. And some, maybe not where you are, but where I am in the Northeast, we had very strict lockdowns here. You know, if you're in Texas or Florida, you had freedom. You had common sense. We had lockdowns. So for a lot of people in this area, they're, they're all, everybody's going on vacation now. Or at least they were planning to. But now is the time where they're starting to go, uh, you know, maybe we do the old staycation again. The problem is that for a lot of people, especially in the Northeast, they've had two years of staycations. They want to get out. They want to do things. They want to go places again. But the good side of spending is definitely weakening. Said an investment manager at Charles Schwab. Restaurant sales have eased. Travel-related spending is weakening. The weight on the consumer is becoming too much, whether because of inflation or other factors, and that's across income groups. Flight searches on booking sites like Kayak, for example, down 13% this month. Restaurant dining data from data from Open Pla- uh, Open Table, which is the platform that they use to make reservations, fell 11% in the week ending last week, compared with the same week in 2019. Now, that's not because people don't want to go out. Everybody wants to go out. Everybody wants to go out, especially in the post-COVID America, where in places where you've had people locked up, they want to go out. But they may not be able to afford it. And that's the problem. Interest rates are going up now. And so for every percent of an interest rate hike for people that want to buy new homes, they lose about $100,000 in wealth that they're able to buy. It's about $100,000 of buying power that they don't have anymore. Meanwhile, Democrats are screaming at this point about abortion and about guns and uh, and January 6th. And those are their messages that they're screaming about. So they want everybody to believe that any minute now MAGA is going to descend on the Capitol and take it over. They want every woman, working woman, suburban, educated mom out there to fear men. And they want everyone to believe that at any moment now. If they don't take away your guns, then that's it. America, it's it's over. Now, meanwhile, in Philadelphia over the weekend, where I broadcast from, 27 shootings over the weekend. Does that even get a blip of national news? Of course not. Nine people died over the weekend. But no one cares. No one talks about it. No one even brings it up. Except that if you live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, 
and you are in those areas that we call the collar counties, and it looked like it was blue, well, now people are worried. There was a carjacking recently. Montgomery County, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philly. It was a carjacking, and the guy who stole the car had been released from Philadelphia several times by the very woke district attorney there named Larry Krasner. And you saw what they did when they recalled that district attorney out in San Francisco. That's a good thing. But for people who live in my neck of the woods, we're all hoping that that happens to the district attorney in Philadelphia. But this guy had released this guy who had a long rap sheet. And four different times this guy was back on the streets, and he winds up, he winds up uh, carjacking a car in the suburbs. See, that doesn't play with suburban female voters. That, that does not play. This whole idea that crime is isolated to cities or something like that, well, when it starts spreading into the suburbs, and it's expensive to fill your car with gas, and it's expensive to buy groceries, all of those things compound, as you know. And you don't have to really do much other than sit back and watch the sea change that's going to sweep through Congress this November. Democrats know that, and they have nothing to offer the American people except fear, except no one's buying their fear because they're living it. They're living the fear of the Democrats every single day. This is the Dana Show, and it's me, Rich Zioli, in for Dana. We got a lot to cover today, including the Supreme Court cases. I'll tell you about justifiable need and why people in my state of New Jersey are hoping and praying the Supreme Court will do the right thing when it comes to our Second Amendment freedoms and rights and liberties. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, it is the Dana Show. Dana's off today. It's Rich Zioli with you. Going to get to the Supreme Court cases with you. Particularly why justifiable need is a joke that no one needs to justify. And the United States Supreme Court should do the right thing and say that Americans united to prove they have a justifiable need in exercising their freedom. But first, let's do this. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Holiday weekend sees massive amount of flight cancellations. This is what I was alluding to earlier today. I mean, thousands of flights across the country that were canceled because of weather and staffing shortages. And so Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, is very upset by this. Airlines canceled more than 1,100 flights by early afternoon on Friday, 1,700 cancellations on Thursday, 6,300 flights were delayed into or leaving the U.S. on Saturday, and then another 900 flights were canceled on Saturday as well. So as of Saturday morning, Sunday morning, another 1,000 flights had been delayed and more than 700 flights 
have been canceled. So you can imagine now why people are getting very upset. So Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, says enough is enough. He wants to do something about it. Well, maybe they'll go to space. They can try. People are really scared of Elon Musk, as you know. I mean, the liberals are. So NASA uh, is terrified that Elon Musk's SpaceX rocket will explode and destroy. That's right. They're very, very nervous about this. They they really don't want him to succeed at anything. But he keeps succeeding. So they don't know what to do about it now. So now they're trying to terrify people that his rockets will blow up. I have a feeling that Elon Musk might be just a little bit smarter than some of the fear mongers over at NASA. Uh, a drag story hour you know, they keep doing these things, especially during Pride Month. I think they're ridiculous when you start involving kids in this nonsense. I really do. But um, they have this drag story hour. It's it's under attack, you know, in places across the country. Outside Chicago, people were protesting. And even in San Francisco, they were pr- protesting as well. I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods, but it seems like these things are becoming everywhere. And the IRS is now using artificially intelligence-powered bots to set up payment plans with taxpayers over the phone. As much as I can't stand the bureaucrats that work at the IRS, I think I'd rather deal with one than deal with an IRS-powered bot. The whole thing just sounds very Terminator to me, doesn't it? I mean, here's the IRS. You're already dealing with some egghead, and i got to deal with an egghead bot. And um, is Google dying? Or did the web just grow up? That's a question that a lot of people are wondering right now. Because one of the most used tools on the internet, Google, is not being used as much anymore. Maybe people aren't Googling as much as they used to. Or maybe we just figure we don't want to give them our data anymore. All right. Well, we'll talk about so much more to come here on The Dana Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for Dana. Always a pleasure to be with you. Supreme Court cases don't go away. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. The chance for nuclear war increases every day that the war in Ukraine continues. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of the Bill Walton Show, national security expert Brandon Weikert and I also discuss how China is weaker than Russia in one key area, why Taiwan's defenses are dangerously weak, and how Joe Biden wants to make the same mistake with Iran that we did with China. Follow the Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. 
The poll also shows that most Americans are not paying close attention, only 9% paying close attention. So is it breaking through? I I think people don't see it as anything new. There's Jonathan's book. There was an impeachment hearing. You know, okay, we've we've been there. We've done this. Yeah. Uh, and, And the point that she also goes on to say is that when they're talking about January 6th, they're not talking about. $6 $6 a gallon gasoline. But she's a Democrat saying the quiet part out loud. But that's why Democrats want to keep talking about it. I think there's another f- factor of play here, too. I, I think that um, Americans are just, we're just tired of woke and the woke nonsense. I have a seven year old and a five year old and a two year old. So, needless to say, I'm a very busy father. Uh, two of our children who came to our life uh, by way of adoption, one was a um, bio baby, and a total surprise at that. But anyway, I am, as a dad, I'm acutely aware of all the, the woke nonsense that we see all the time. And I'm, I, I see it in schools all the time. And not my school, where my kids go. They go to a great school. But you, you hear about it. You see it. It's something that is ev- everywhere. And parents are dealing with it. You know, the new Disney movie, Buzz Lightyear, is a total flop for Disney. I mean, normally these kind of Disney movies open with a ton of money and rave reviews and everything like this, but it's a flop. And I'll tell you why it's a flop. If you grew up watching the Toy Story movies or you have kids like I do and you've seen all four of the Toy Story movies, then you know what was missing from this movie. And that's Tim Allen, the actor Tim Allen, who's great. Actor, comedian Tim Allen is fantastic. And I'll tell you, if it were me... I would, and I was a Disney executive, I'd be wondering, who, whose idea was it to get rid of him? I mean, he is Buzz Lightyear. He's the guy. But you know why they got rid of Tim Allen? It's stuff like this. He just tweeted out a couple days ago, and I retweeted it. Took some kids to Disneyland and overheard a 13-year-old boy wondering if he may be pansexual since he loves skillets. <laughs> That's funny. But, that, but Disney doesn't find that funny. You know what I mean? Disney does not like that. That's not cool. So even though the guy was an iconic, I mean, he was Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. They just decided to push him away, and they never gave a good explanation for it. In fact, their lame explanation was, well, uh, this movie is not actually about the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's about the person Buzz Lightyear. Okay, so it's not, so Buzz Lightyear is a fictional character, and it's still a cartoon. It's still a cartoon. It's not a real person. So it's in a documentary. It's a, it's a, it's not. You can't go on and say, well, it's the real, it's the real Buzz Lightyear because he doesn't exist. <laughs> that's, but that's what they said. That's what they when they realized how much backlash they were getting after they canceled Tim Allen, people started pushing back. So Disney came out with that lame answer, and of course the media just ran with it. They went, oh, 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 it's Buzz Lightyear the character, not Buzz Lightyear the toy. Oh, oh, gotcha. Now let me ask you a question. If they made a movie about, if you've ever seen the Toy Story movies, you know, they're toys that come to life when no humans are around, and they all think they're real, and Tom Hanks plays Woody the Sheriff. If they were going to make a Woody the Sheriff movie, do you think Tom Hanks would be in it? You know 100% he would be in it. Of course he'd be in it. He'd at least be off of the role, and they'd pay him 500 gajillion dollars to do it. Of course they would. They wouldn't turn around and go, oh, no, 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 this is about Woody the real sheriff. No, they would say, you're Woody, you're Tom Hanks. Of course we're going to put you in the movie. We want you in the movie. What's the difference? Well, Tom Hanks isn't making jokes about people in love with frying pans that are pansexual. 
Because Disney, oof, you know, that's no fun. And who does Tim Allen like for, for who are his politics? Like, what's his politics like? You know, what do you, what do you think his politics are? I mean, you know, you're a smart person. Well, he once said he liked that Donald Trump really ticked people off. He really liked that fact about Trump that he ticked people off. Woke bosses are accused of ruining the new Lightyear film by excluding the actor over his inauguration attendance in 2017 and because he called ex-president Trump's critics hypocrites. So they dumped him for Chris Evans, who's one of the most woke actors out there. And I actually like him in the Marvel movies. Chris Evans played Captain America, and I always thought he was great at those roles, but super woke. And, uh, you know, I mean, he actually went on there and said that because there were like 14 countries around the world censored the movie because there's a there's a quick little gay kiss between two of the uh, characters in there, which is another thing. I don't think parents really need to see it. They don't really want to see any of that stuff in the movies, but in kids movies, I don't think they really want to see straight kisses either. I, I, to be honest with you, I just don't think they want to see it. I think they just want to have it at least a two-hour window where they don't have to worry about their kids being sexualized or taught any of this stuff or even certain adult topics, just kind of leave it off the table. But Disney cannot help themselves. They cannot help themselves. But Tim Allen also makes jokes because he's a comedian and an actor. And so he makes jokes sometimes, and he likes Ron DeSantis. And that's another thing, too, is that you know Disney obviously hates him. So he makes jokes. He was asked about attending Trump's inauguration by Jimmy Kimmel back in 2017. And he said, uh, you get beat up if you don't believe what everybody believes. He said, he said, this is like 30s Germany. I don't know what happened. If you're not part of the group, you know what we believe is right? Then it was like, if you're not part of the group that everybody thinks is the right group, they go, you're out. But he said, I'm a comedian. I, I literally don't preach anything. What I've done is I've just not joined into the we culture. I'm not telling anybody else how to live. I don't like that. And he said that those who slam Trump in Hollywood are hypocrites. So what I find odd in Hollywood is that they don't like Trump because he was a bully. But if you had any kind of inkling that you were for Trump, you got bullied for doing that. And that's what this gets. And that's where this gets a little bit hypocritical for me. And then he makes all kinds of jokes. He, he, uh, there was a, a picture he posted because he plays Santa Claus too in the Santa Claus movies. And he posted a picture of Santa's sled and it says Prancer in the background, like the reindeer Prancer, you know, Dasher and Prancer and Donner and Blixen and Prancer is not in the picture. And he, he tweeted out, Prancer is getting groomed. You didn't hear it from me. Now, that's funny. Funny for a couple reasons that some people might think that he means that the, the, the reindeer is getting groomed, like getting his hair done or something like that, when actually he's making a groomer joke. You know, all the perverts that are constantly trying to sexualize our children and constantly trying to make this stuff an issue for kids all the time. But that doesn't fly with Disney. They don't like that. ABC, Disney, China, because that's how it works. ABC, Disney, and China owns ultimately all of them. They don't like those kind of jokes, you know, especially not during Pride Month. No, that's not good. It's not cool. So I'm sure 100% they canceled him. There's no doubt in my mind they canceled him. Everybody loves Raymond star Patricia Heaton. She said, I saw the trailer for Buzz Lightyear, and all I can say is Disney Pixar made a huge mistake in not casting my pal Tim Allen in that role. It's a role that he owns. Well, of course it is, and people grew up watching that, and they loved it. And it's not a Toy Story movie. 
because there is no there's no it's not about the toys it's literally a singular movie about buzz lightyear but it's not buzz lightyear it's not the buzz lightyear you know and your kids know it's because disney tried to just figure out a way that they could try to make as much money as possible and thinking we're all idiots and don't care they just said ah they won't care just make anybody play buzz lightyear and it didn't work and they've lost big time on this and you know what I think it's, it's, it's a lesson. It really is a lesson, first of all. If you're going to dump somebody, like a beloved character actor like Tim Allen, you better have a good reason for it. And it better not be something stupid like, well, this is the real-life story of a fictional character named Buzz Lightyear because he's a fictional character. He doesn't have real-life stories. We also don't need origin stories either of Buzz Lightyear, but that's a whole other thing. But the movie's a flop. And, and is it a surprise? Because I think everybody knows deep down inside why Tim Allen's not in this movie. And they could have done a, a very funny thing at the end. They could have waited till the end of the movie and maybe had some kid turn on a doll of Buzz Lightyear and maybe had the Tim Allen character make a joke or something like that. Nope, no, they literally did not want him in this movie. You know, there were people wondering that too. They said, "Well, maybe they'll they'll do they'll do something if if the if Disney's explanation is that Tim Allen's character is just supposed to be the action figure, the doll, Buzz Lightyear, and and this is supposed to be about the real life fake person, Buzz Lightyear. Well, then then maybe at the end, you know, they'll they'll have one of those scenes that they do the post credit scenes sometimes, you know, thirty seconds or a minute when you think the movie's over, but it's not over yet." And they'll show some kid going and buying the very first Buzz Lightyear doll, and you'll have you'll hear Tim Allen's character doing it or something like that, and make a joke or something. No, they didn't even do that. They didn't even put the original Toy Story character figure doll thing into the movie. They didn't do that because they did not want Tim Allen in any presence of this. Now, why would that be? You think? It's because they want him gone. They don't want any reference of a MAGA Trump-supporting conservative actor who makes jokes about uh, pansexuals being in love with frying pans, even though that's hysterical. It's hysterical. So they said last year, you know, they said, they said, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear to me. That's what Chris Evans, the actor, said. He goes, no, he is Buzz Lightyear to me. I grew up watching these movies, and he did a great job with that. But clearly not great, not great enough, right? Not great enough for Disney to be able to turn around and say, well, keep him in the movie. Keep him in the movie. So now the movie is, is, uh, has lost a lot of cash. It did not open number one this opening weekend. And there's a lesson here for Hollywood. When you go woke, you go broke. People don't want it anymore. They just don't want it. They've had it. They have said enough is enough, and they want to find any reason that they can just go and enjoy things without having to get an agenda, propaganda, something that is always constantly being shoved into their face. Always. And so they've turned around and they've said no. And, and you know, you contrast that with the movie that has been really number one for weeks and weeks now, and that's Top Gun Maverick. And I saw that movie, and it's a very pro-America movie. I mean, there's big scenes of the American flag in the background, all the great Navy fighter jets. It's as pro-America as you can get. And you feel a real sense of, I don't know, if it's that kind of Ronald Reagan nostalgia, you know, at a time when America was strong and nobody messed with us. That's what it felt like to me watching Top Gun Maverick. That's what it felt like. And I was very proud to watch it. I can't wait to go see it again, actually. The action was great. It was not woke. There was no woke nonsense. At no point did I feel as if somebody was pushing an agenda or, or, or boycotting somebody for their politics or something like that. 
But we see it all the time. And the big part of the reason why is because the same people in these these companies, people like in places like ABC and and Disney, what happens is they they woke themselves and then they wind up hiring people who are also woke from woke colleges. And then the woke kids come in and then the woke kids think like they do and they think everybody thinks like them and everybody does not think like them. Disney Lightyear flops in opening weekend that just saw it fall to topple Jurassic Park, failed to topple Jurassic Park at the box office. A hundred percent. That's exactly what was going to happen. It was always going to be that way because Tim Allen's beloved and everybody knows exactly what you were doing. This is the Dana Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Dana. Coming up, some very, very controversial Supreme Court cases. Will the Supreme Court side with freedom and liberty and the Constitution? It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. It is the Dana Show. Thanks for being here today. Rich Zioli from Dana's affiliate in Philadelphia, WPHD. Great to hang with you. No, I think the woke stuff has just reached a fever point now where people have said enough is enough and stop lecturing me. And you know how I know this, too, because if you noticed what happened with the transgender swimmer, swimmer uh, Leah Thomas from Penn. And, I, you know, I, like I said, I broadcast in Philly, so I'm used to talking about Leah Thomas. And Leah Thomas is a biological male who identifies as a woman and has a huge advantage by being a biological male. And nobody, w- nobody wanted to say anything about this. You know, people were always skittish. They were very much afraid to say anything like, oh, I don't want to be canceled. Because that's what the left does. The left has figured out how to call you names and then silence you. Nobody wants to be called a bigot or a transphobe or anything like that, so they just, people don't say anything. It's like why Merrick Garland put out that letter. If you remember the, the school board's letter they put out, and that was the one where they said, okay, you, you, you're all a bunch of domestic terrorists, you parents who come out and speak at school board meetings, and we're going to watch you, we're going to monitor you, we're going to have the FBI look at you. They weren't going to really ever do anything, but they, they said all those things because they wanted to just silence people. You know, if you're afraid to speak out because you're afraid you're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist, you just stay home. You won't go to the school board meeting and and say, what are you teaching my kids and get the masks off my kids and everything else. So it's an effective strategy. And that's what they try to do. And this Leah Thomas thing, you know, here's Leah Thomas breaking all these records in the pool at Penn. And you have these 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 biological female swimmers who are losing. And so what happens? Nobody says anything. The swimmers are upset. They know that they can't say anything. They'll get thrown off the team. And so one day I'm talking to these two moms. And these two moms are both, I would say, politically moderate. One is politically moderate to the left. But they're both active in swimming. Their kids swimming or anything like this. 
And they said to me, what do you think about this whole Leah Thomas thing? And you broadcast out of Philly. You talk about this all the time. What do you think of this? Well, I always have a strategy with that. I always turn right back around and go, well, you tell me what you think. And they said, I think it's an outrage. This is not fair. It's not fair to all the other girls, to the girls who have worked so hard to get there, to be on that team, and they're going to lose a spot to a biological man. It's not fair. I thought, hmm. Well, then speak up about it. Well, we can't. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. They can't. And they could, but they think they can't. But I said, well, you could. And I said, I think if you think that, and we're knowing where your politics are, is that I think a lot more people think like you do. They're also just afraid to speak out. Well, now that the swimming committee has come out and said, yeah, if you've hit puberty and you get testosterone coursing through your veins, you can't swim in the girl's pool. You can't do it. It's not fair because you're a man. And that's what science says. And whenever we talk about woke stuff, we sometimes forget the impact it has on parents of children and how their parents parents are, are tired of the woke agenda being taught to their kids. And they're also worried about having you know, their little daughter miss out on the chance to play on a team because a biological male has taken her place. And so woke has serious consequences in a lot of different ways. But what is the consequence of the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion and guns going to be? I'll tell you all about that as the show progresses here on The Dana Show. Don't go away. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. The United States Supreme Court, big cases this week, possibly this week, maybe this week. We'll see. Good afternoon. Welcome back to The Dana Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Dana today. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, we're watching, obviously, the abortion case. There's also a gun case, too, that uh, is very near and dear to my heart, living in New Jersey, living in the People's Republic of New Jersey. Now, I know Dana's been all over this, and she'll be all over this, too, if the case comes down this week. But think about it from this perspective. We know that the right... To protect yourself is a, is a God-given inalienable right. It's not government's job to protect you. It is your job to protect yourself. It's your responsibility to protect yourself. We, and we understand that that's why the Second Amendment is codified into the Bill of Rights. We understand that. We agree with that. We get that. We know that it is an individual right. It's not a militia right. We know those things. The question, of course, is does that right extend outside your home? Now, I, for one, think it absolutely 100% does. No question about it. Obviously, Dana does as well, and probably you do too. The idea that you have the right to protect yourself, because you, you go wherever you are. There, wherever you go, there you are. And wherever you and your family are. And if I'm in a mall and some whack job walks in, I want to be able to defend myself and my family. That's obvious to me. 
But in certain states, you can't carry a concealed firearm outside of your home unless you can prove something called justifiable need. Now, this New York case is 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 what is all about, but it could have impacts on other cases in other states as well, about six of them, including New Jersey and Maryland and, and some others. Because these states say you basically have to prove that somebody's trying to kill you, then they have to kill you, then you can possibly then get a gun to defend yourself if somehow you're able to come back to life. I mean, it's just about that strict. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I've got a great friend. He worked in the ATM business for years. And he was in Pennsylvania and Jersey. And his job was he would go and he would take money out of ATM machines and put money into ATM machines. That was his job. He'd go around and service these machines. Now, if there's ever a job where you might get hurt at work, I think it's that. It's, it's late at night. You have to do it at night because people couldn't be doing it during busy hours. So he'd go at night, open up an ATM machine. How do you think they get restocked? It's not a little dollar bill fairy that comes over, but it's a person. And a lot of these ATMs, as you know, are outside banks. They're not all inside secure locations. Most of them are outside a, a, a building of some sort. So he'd go by. He'd open them up sometimes in the middle of the night, and he would put more cash in there, take out any excess cash if necessary, whatever whatever he'd have to do, to take the deposits out, whatever it was. Well, he had a license to carry, a license to carry permit in Pennsylvania, so he could... He was armed. He would protect himself when he was on the job, as long as it was in Pennsylvania. But in New Jersey, the state of New Jersey said, no, we do not think it's a justifiable need. You've got an ATM machine filled with cash open right there in front of you, even in high crime areas, and we still don't think it's a justifiable need. There have been people who have gone and they have went to the state and they've said i need a i need a permit to carry why well because my ex-boyfriend's trying to kill me or or uh you know i've got this crazy stalker or something like that they went mm, nah i think you're good you're fine so where does the state get the right to tell you you don't have the right to protect yourself that your need is not their need they don't think your need rises to the level of this they don't think your need rises to the level of what is in fact a, a an important point which is your god-given right to make sure that you're safe wherever you are and you can't count on government to do it and the police have no legal requirement to protect you and keep you safe it's a nice word on the side of a police car and look most of them want to try to do that if they can but it's not their primary job their primary job is to enforce the law and that's been handed down to us by other court rulings so it, it's really on you to protect yourself and then, of course, like anything else, there's incompetent people in every profession in life. So, you know, if you just want to turn over your own safety and security to somebody, that's your right to do so. But, you know, it's like this uh, this bill in Pennsylvania where I broadcast from. This guy, Doug Mastriano, they hate him. He's running as a Republican for governor of Pennsylvania. And he has a bill. And the bill would say that armed teachers can be armed and in schools. And they have to take a... A test. They gotta. They gotta do training. They've got to do several things to make sure that they are equipped to be able to handle that firearm in a safe manner. But why not? Teachers and other staff members. Nobody's going to force them to do it. But if they want to do it, go ahead. Twenty-five states in the country allow that. They allow teachers and other personnel to be armed in the classroom. I think it's a great thing. If some whack job walks in the room, especially if you don't have armed police in the building and you've got to wait for somebody to come and respond and that could take minutes and then you hope to god they're not as incompetent as the last response was 
I mean, every second counts. So you need to ensure that somebody's there to fight back. And so Mastriano's bill would say, you know, let's say you're the science teacher, but you're, you're, you're also a gun guy. You're a gun owner. Well, you know what? You do the required training accordance with the law to be able to do this, and you can carry it in the classroom. You know, you're not going to wear it on your hip to intimidate the kids, and maybe the kids won't even know you have it, but the faculty will, you, will know, and maybe the whack job will know if the bill becomes law that there's a high probability that if he walks into a school, somebody there is going to be armed and could confront him a lot faster than if he had to call police and they had to respond from across town. So I think it's a great bill, but it also goes with the concept of not always just relying on the authorities to protect us at every moment, every time. But the left, what does the left think? The left thinks government is all knowing and all seeing and all powerful. And not only should government provide for you at all times, government should protect you at all times. And that's not a realistic scenario any more than it is for government to provide for you at all times. So now backing up to this idea of justifiable need of this, of you got to prove to the state why you should be allowed the ability to carry a firearm, why you should be allowed to leave your home with it. And the uh, state attorney general of New Jersey, this guy, Matt Platkin, he's already come out and he said, listen, if this if the Supreme Court says justifiable need is not the right standard here, then uh, I want to let you know we in New Jersey are going to fight this on behalf of the safety and security of all of our citizens. What does the left always say when it comes to abortion? They scream about how if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, what's going to happen? Your freedom's going to be taken away. Liberty's going to be taken away, right? If the Supreme Court were to turn around and take away the justifiable need standard when it comes to firearms, what does the left say? Oh, my God, we're going to fight to make sure that these restrictions are there. They're such hypocrites. We want these rules and these restrictions. Abortion, open season, anytime. One's in the Constitution, one's not. One's in the Bill of Rights, one isn't. But the left worships at the altar of abortion and they hate guns. So the minute that they can come out and they can scare you, oh, you can't do that. You can, we're going to have more gun deaths. Now, 27 people were shot over the weekend in Philadelphia. How many of them you think had a legal gun? How many of them you think had a legal gun? Nine people were killed of the 27 who were shot. How many of them were killed by legal guns? But it's the other fallacy of the left and what they're doing with their their fear-mongering. And the attorney general in New Jersey is a great example of this. He goes, if this is allowed, we're going to have more deaths. We're going to have more deaths. Why? Law-abiding citizens are going to now just, because they have a gun on them, just start shooting people? But they, they, no, it's literally what the left thinks. They, they do think that. They really do. Because they still focus on what? The gun... And not the person. I can't tell you how many times as I'm getting ready to do my show, which I do 6 to 10 a.m. in Philly, every time I'm driving to work in the morning, I listen to the, to the news channels, and, I'm, and I hear them go, the gun violence problem. And they say this over and over again. The gun, they put dramatic music in the, the gun violence problem. And so like Toy Story earlier, I guess they think that the guns come to life at night, just start shooting themselves, you know? And they could say the criminal violence problem or the person violence problem, but they don't want to do that because it's about the weapon. So it's the same thing with this. If the Supreme Court says, of course you have a right to leave your home with a concealed weapon, and the state should not make it overly burdensome and cumbersome for you to have to do that, they'll turn around and go, well, then deaths are going to skyrocket. Why? Well, there'll be more guns on the streets. See, in their mind, guns equal death, guns equal violence, guns don't equal freedom, guns don't equal liberty, guns certainly do not equal safety, guns do not equal security. No, 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 no. So it follows them that if, if guns are, are the problem, then if there's more guns on the problem, then the problem's worse. 
It follows if you use their twisted, idiotic logic. Of course, what you and I would both say is that, well, no, actually, now we have a fighting chance of possibly now maybe protecting ourselves from these criminals. Maybe we have a chance now. Maybe we have a, a, a fighting shot at least. And you know, and I know, and that's not something they can concept, that, a concept they can grasp because in their mind, it's simply the object and never the person. And if it is the person, then the person's a victim. In Philadelphia, where I broadcast from, Larry Krasner's a district attorney. He's much like that guy in San Francisco who was recalled recently. He has the same Marxist mindset. Criminals are victims. They're victims of society. Victims of evil capitalism and colonialism and society's largesse. And so if they break the law, it's not their fault because we did this to them. And it's because they have guns. And the guns made them do it. You know, the object took over their rational thought and their rational judgment. I'm not kidding. They really believe this stuff. So if you have a right to protect yourself, and if it's an individual right, why should that right be constrained to only your home? Why should that right be something that you only have on on your premises and not on your person? If you go in from that perspective and 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 you just play it out from a philosophical point of view, if you and I both agree that the purpose of the Second Amendment is not to go skeet shooting, it's not to go hunting deer, although I'm all for that. I mean, believe me, I hate them. They're, 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 they're horrible creatures and they, they ticks and everything else, so I'm all for it. But my point is it's not why we have the right, obviously, why the right's been you know, written down for us. But, it, but if, if it's there, the Second Amendment for protection from bad guys, from tyranny, whatever, why would anyone think it's just a right that is then limited to the home? What rights do you have that are just in your home? I'm going to take the Fourth Amendment, for example, against unreasonable search and seizure. That goes with you in your house and outside of your house. If they stop your car, unless they have probable cause, they have to get a warrant to search your car. If they stop you on the street, unless there's a really existential circumstances that justify it, they can't just search you. They got to get a warrant to do so. So imagine if the Fourth Amendment only applied in your home. Imagine if the only time they ever had to get a warrant was if you were in your house. But the minute you left your house, it was open season on your persons and your papers and your effects. Imagine if the First Amendment only applied in your home. You could say whatever crazy stuff you wanted on social media as long as it was on your, your desktop computer. But if you brought your laptop out or your phone, you started saying that stuff from Starbucks... Not that you'd ever go there because it's burnt coffee, but you know what I mean. Then they would come blazing in, attack you to the ground, be like, don't you know this right only exists in your home? And if you're going to use the First Amendment, you better show justifiable need when you leave the home. You have not applied for a permit to be out here saying these things. It'd be crazy. Or if they could, you know, the prohibition against um, putting soldiers in your homes... But it didn't apply outside the home, so all of a sudden the government just stopped you and just loaded a bunch of troops into your car and said, drive them wherever they got to go. <laughs> but of course, our rights don't just stop in our home. They extend everywhere. And why should the, the Second Amendment be any different? And the answer is it shouldn't. If the right is there so that you can protect yourself and your family then that right should follow you wherever you are. You are the vehicle by which the right, the, 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 that God-given right, it courses through you. You're the vehicle for it. it. It's not your house. The house is just a thing made of sticks and stones and bricks and 
sometimes stucco, I guess. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. It is the Dana Show. Thanks for being here this afternoon. We got a lot to discuss. I'm going to share with you uh, Dana's tweet regarding this candidate for Senate, this guy uh, Greitens, who seems like a real nutbag to me. And I'll tell you what Dana said, and I completely agree with her. As this guy is playing out some weird leftist military sadist fantasy by saying he's going to go house to house and arrest rhinos. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. We got to do this, right, Steve? Let's do it. now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Well, listen, it turns out it's good to have a beer gut, actually. Maybe really good for you. New research is giving new meaning to the term beer gut. That's right. Turns out that when you drink beer, the microbes in your gut... They like it, and they live there, and they enjoy a nice beer like everybody else does. So as findings published in the American Chemical Society's Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry, which I have to remind myself, i got to renew my subscription in that, otherwise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss it, uh, that basically your healthy gut microbes increase when you drink beer. All right, works for me. I'll take it. Why not, right? Uh, Biden, of course, as you know, fell off a bike. Everybody knows that. But the memes that are out there are fantastic, including one of new Secret Service upgrades for Biden's protective detail being training wheels. I just can't. I love that. Uh, When you should use sugar, it's on your lawn, not in your body, apparently. But you should use sugar on your lawn. This time of year, and everybody's gardening, trying to get good herbs and everything like this. It turns out that sugar happens to be a wonderful thing that your lawn loves. For It's good for weed control and actually makes the lawn stronger. But again, not good for your body because it gives you love handles. So, you know, that's what happens. What are you going to do? And um, New Jersey is going to have trains moving 150 miles an hour. Amtrak upgrade in New Jersey will have trains moving 150 miles an hour. I guess they just can't wait to get out of New Jersey, huh? I mean, yeah, let's get going. All right, we got a lot more to go, including Montreal protesters go topless. Don't go away. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. 
If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. So this man, he um, wanted to give blood. He's 66 years old. He was barred from donating blood because he refused to answer if he was pregnant. You know, in the old days, it used to be where if you went to a place and they said, you know, if you're a man, you could skip you know, the, like the next... Well, they don't do that anymore because of woke. So now everybody has to answer the same things. Are you pregnant or could you become pregnant? In the old days, you'd go, I'm a, I'm a man, so I'll skip questions 9 through 12 or whatever it is. But now everybody has to answer those questions. Are you menstruating right now? Well, I'm a, I'm a man, so I'm not going to... I don't need to, j- to check the box. But now we've gone so woke that everybody has to check it. So this guy is a Scottish man. Scottish. So he probably thought this was a bunch of crap. But he goes, he, get, he goes to give blood, right? And he's there and he's waiting in the office. They hand the paperwork. And uh, he goes, I don't need to... They go, sir, you didn't check the box here if you're pregnant or not. They probably didn't say sir. Probably said you or they or just person. Or maybe they just pointed at him. He can't say anything these days. But So he goes up, he goes, uh, well, I'm a man. I, 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 don't, I don't need to sign that. They go, nope, nope, nope. You have to sign it. Everybody needs to sign it. And they need to check whether or not they're pregnant or not because it's not always visually clear. He goes, what do you mean? What, what's not visually clear? The fact that I'm a man? That's not visually clear. They go, oh, sir, you got to listen. Everybody has to say whether or not they're pregnant or could become pregnant. It's United Kingdom's National Health Service trying to encourage blood donation. Now, all I keep thinking of is two things. This is Scotland. And it's the United Kingdom National Health Service that is mandating that this guy say whether or not he's pregnant. And all I keep thinking of is exactly why William Wallace wanted independence from England. It has to be. Because William Wallace was a smart guy. And he knew this. He could see it. Even in the 1400s or whenever it was. The 1200s, 1300s. I was. I got to rewatch Braveheart and put that on the list. Not a woke movie, by the way. It's a great one. But all I keep thinking of is that William Wallace, I mean, my God, the, the government of the UK is now forcing men to acknowledge whether or not they're pregnant or not. And if you don't check the box, they will not let you give blood. So, again, this is where woke not only doesn't sell, it also can cause lives. It can cost lives and it can hurt people because what they should do is common sense and go, guy's 66 years old, clearly looks like a man. He's clearly, even if he's a woman, even if he's a biological woman identifying as a man, he's 66, he's probably not pregnant, and you could always run a pregnancy test on the blood. You could always do that. If you really had doubts, if you really thought, you could, but the re, the common sense approach is to just go, yeah, you're right, you're a guy. All right, go give blood. Somebody may need that blood. Somebody out there may need it, and they're not going to lie there on a gurney. And as you're bleeding out going, I need a blood transfusion. Where's my donor? Well, we had one, but he wouldn't say whether he was pregnant or not, so we sent him away. What? I'm dying. What do you mean? Well, yeah, no, no, we wanted to save your life, but we couldn't afford giving you unwoke blood. 
That would be terrible. If the blood we put in your body was unwoke, that would be worse than you dying. So, good luck. I don't care if he's unwoke. I just want to live. Give me blood. Not can't do it. He's already sent him home. Why? Well, he might have been pregnant. But he's a guy. Yeah, but we can't take that chance. But if he checks the box, then we know for sure. <laughs> it's ridiculous, of course, right? Because you could be you could be pregnant, but I know you're pregnant. I mean, not if you're a man. You can never be pregnant as a man. But I'm saying, let's just say you're a woman. And the, the standard that the UK Health Service is, to prove their woke point, they make you check the box. Are you pregnant? Yes or no. And you refuse, and they go, well, we can't take the chance. Get out of here. But you can check the box and say no, but actually you are pregnant. You just don't know you're pregnant yet. Happens all the time to people. So if you're really that worried about it, then, then test everybody's blood. And don't worry about it. They were denied my blood. People were waiting for blood. Children, people in desperate need of help, they were denied my blood because of the obligation to answer a question that cannot be answered. It's the new radical gender ideology law embraced by the left and the nonsense that says men can become pregnant. Actually, as he was walking out, they handed him a uh, pregnant man emoji that said, I gave blood today. A little sticker he could put on his lapel. No, I'm just kidding because he didn't give blood. Huh? Right? Now, you might think to yourself, why did the guy just do it? Why not just check the box and rise above it? And I think the reason is because people have said, no, I'm pushing back on this nonsense. Mark Turner, director of the Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service, praised the man, but he said all donors have to answer the question because uh, a woman can change their gender yet still become pregnant. Whilst pregnancy is only a relevant question to those whose biological sex or sex assigned at birth is female, is it whilst or whilst? I don't know, those are weird words that the Brits say, right? And the Scots. Sex assigned at birth is not always visually clear to staff. As a public body, we are aware of changes in society and how such questions can be asked without discrimination. And we have a duty to promote inclusion, so all donors are now being asked the same questions. So the question is the standard, but again, what happens if you're wrong? You go, no, I'm not pregnant, but you're actually pregnant. If it's that critical to the mission here, Sounds to me like a box is not the big issue. But what I think it is, is it's more about they're very woke in, in the United Kingdom nowadays. They're very woke. And I think it's more about them just trying to prove a point. And that point being, look at us. We can force a man who's 66 years old and has been coming here for years. That's the thing, too. This guy has been giving blood there for decades. They knew the guy. It wasn't even it wasn't even a situation where he just walked in off the streets. They go, you know what? That guy could be a woman, a pregnant <laughs> that guy could be a pregnant woman. Uh, all the telltale signs are there. Uh, he's eating chocolate and pickles and very nervous right now. No, this guy has donated over 125 pints of blood in the last half century. He goes there all the time this, and to this particular blood lab. So he walked in there like, hey, uh, just got to make sure you're still a, 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 a man. That you didn't become a biological woman who become pregnant overnight. So we got to just, you got to check that box for us. It's virtue signaling is what it is. It's stupid. But this is the same reason why, when I told you earlier, that after FINA rejected the idea of biological males identifying as females from elite swimming competitions, why my friends who are moderate women voters both said, Bravo, this is great for women swimmers. This is great. This is progress. 
Because nobody thinks any of this stuff is normal. Nobody does. Nobody thinks this. And if you've got testosterone coursing through your veins, you're going to have a biological advantage. You're going to have an advantage over women. So nobody's saying, like, for example, this pen swimmer, Leah Thomas, nobody's saying you can't swim. What they're saying is you need to swim according to your biology, or as the left calls it, your sex assigned at birth. Do you ever wonder who does the assigning? I always wonder that. Is there a committee? It's not God. The left doesn't believe in God, obviously. So who is it? A committee of bureaucrats? In the left's version of heaven, it's probably a bunch of bureaucrats sitting around assigning people their sex (laughs) and all kinds of other things, too. Knowing them, it's probably your lot in life, who, who you're born to. Your parents assigned at birth, that sort of thing. If you're lucky enough to survive birth, obviously, under the left. But but no, I really think that. I mean, in their version of heaven, it must be a giant, faceless, nameless bureaucracy. There's just a bunch of eggheads all day working nine to five to just figure out how they can start messing with you even before you come out of the womb. So the first thing they do is assign your sex to you. Who is Who does these? I mean, if you have an assignment, somebody's assigned it to you, right? Well, who assigned you this book you got to read? Uh, Mrs. Jones. All right. She's the assigner. Who assigned the sex? Uh, ooh. Well, who is it? Some Nordic god? Who did it? But what you and I know as biology, they know as your sex assignment. And it's very simple. If When you turn 12, you enter puberty, you get the testosterone. So what FINA has said, this is like the International Swimming Committee. They've said if you don't transition before the age of 12... And I don't think this is going to lead to a rash of people transitioning when they turn 12. I just think that the point they're trying to make is about testosterone because that's, again, what the left, the party of science, misses all the time. When you enter puberty as a boy and you go on your road towards becoming a man, you get testosterone. And testosterone is a, is, it, it's what makes men men. And it's what makes men stronger than women. And it's what gives men an advantage in competitive sports against women, most women anyway. So now if somebody doesn't have testosterone and they're on that team and the male has a biological advantage, then the woman's going to lose out. The girl's going to lose out. And, you know, I see this as a parent. I've got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I see this, the, the way that sports are getting more and more competitive now. And every night is a practice of some kind. My son's doing swimming right now. And every night he's got swim practice. And then it's going to be every morning he's got swim practice. And he's got golf lessons. And he just got done with baseball, and baseball was all the time, too. And my daughter has soccer, and soon they're going to be doing the travel sports. And that nightmare is not something I want to go down, but they got to do it at some point. The travel sports where every weekend you're out there doing something, going somewhere. I've heard that hockey is the worst of it because you might have to travel to five different states to find a place that has ice. I don't mean ice in your drink. I mean an ice rink, you know. But these kids work really hard their entire lives. So I have a little girl who maybe she starts swimming when she's my daughter's age. She's five years old. Now, flash forward to 10 years from now, and she's trying to get on the college team. And she's working really hard in high school. And she's all these nights and these weekends, and she sacrifices all this stuff to get a scholarship to go and and swim at the university of wherever. And she's told she's really close, but then she finds out she didn't make the team. 
See, everybody's focusing on the wrong thing here. Everybody's focusing on, 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 the, on the biological male beating the biological female because the biological male is faster. And that's true. And that's a problem. But what's even worse, in my opinion, is when the girl doesn't even make the team because somebody else took her spot. Somebody else being a dude, a guy, a biological male who has testosterone, even if that person's identifying as a female, even if that person has started to go down the road of gender reassignment surgery or whatever the terms are for, they still have the testosterone issue. So now that five-year-old little girl who has sacrificed so much of her life on competitions and weekends and nights, now she's told, I'm sorry, but we don't have a spot for you on the team. You've lost your spot to a man, to a, to a, to a, a swimmer who was assigned their, their personhood, their manhood at birth. That's a real shame. It's a real shame. And it's the kind of thing where I, I just think, you know, as long as, as we allow that to stand, then people are going to miss out. And that's unfair. It really is. It's unfair. Yes, it stinks to lose to a biological male if you're a biological female. Absolutely. It also stinks if you don't even make the team because somebody else has taken your spot. And that is just wrong. It's just wrong. Lieutenant Chris Olivares of the Texas Department of Public Safety joins me to discuss the record-breaking numbers of illegal immigrants due to Biden's open border policies. Listen, I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, we'll also discuss Border Patrol agents getting punished for the whipping incident that actually never happened, the red wave hitting the border, and how the families in Uvalde are holding up after last month's horrific shootings. Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. You know what? I'll tell you, crazy times we're living in when you see all the outrage left there. It appears that they don't want Roe v. Wade to be overturned, but I'm telling you they do. They really do. Oh, they're praying. Not that they pray, but if they prayed. <laughs> they're doing whatever little weird chant to Karl Marx that they do, whatever it is. They want it overturned because they want to run in fear. It's all they have. Now, hopefully the Supreme Court will overturn it and go back to the states where it belongs. But don't for a second think the Democrats are actually hoping that that case is preserved because they're not. They, they literally have nothing else that they can run on. So that's what they want to try to do. But it's that part of the Dana show. And a little Florida man. Let's do it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. So this guy in, uh, in Florida was arrested. Shocking, I know. On Tuesday for riding his dirt bike on an air, airport tarmac. Uh, this guy, he, uh, he passed several restricted personnel and prohibited access signs while riding his 2014 blue Yamaha dirt bike. He then continued to ride into the tarmac, disturbing the flow of incoming and outgoing aircraft. Now, I'm assuming the guy had just seen Top Gun. And there's a scene, obviously, where Tom Cruise is riding his motorcycle, you know, trying to chase the, the, the planes. I'm guessing that's probably what inspired him here, but I don't really know this. He allegedly told deputies that he entered the airport's airstrip through an automatic gate as another vehicle left the property. And uh, he acknowledged he was not supposed to be on the airstrip, but he said he wanted to take in the sun and the fresh air. Can you blame him? Come on. He was taken into custody. He was charged with trespassing. His bond was set at $5,000. My question, though, is did they impound his 2014 blue Yamaha dirt bike? Or did they give it back to him? Because, you know, it's civil forfeiture. And he, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the only question I have. 
But good for him. I mean, I, not good for him because it was a restricted area, but it must be fun. Wouldn't you love just one time to be able to drive on a runway like that and just know there's no speed limit. You go as fast as you want because you got to go as fast as a plane, theoretically. It's, just one of my, it's one of those things on my bucket list I want to put down. Um, this man in Florida was arrested. I know, shocking. Looks like a very upstanding man with his anarchy tattoo right in his cheek, on his right cheek, maybe left cheek. Florida man is trading his utterly, get it, impressive cow print pajamas for a jailhouse jumpsuit after being arrested on drug and ammo charges earlier this week. According to the Okeechobee, Okeechobee, uh, you know that, I've, ever since I was a kid, I've had trouble. With, and I haven't lived in Florida for a couple of years. But I've always had trouble with that word. You ever had those, you just get hung up on words sometimes? Uh, that's what happens sometimes. Like Joe Biden gets hung up on words literally every day of his life. Well, anyway, the sheriff there, he said this man was one of six people taken into custody when deputies executed a narcotic search warrant at his home on Friday. Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Deputies say he was dressed to impress in a black and white pajama set with pink trim and a pink hat. He appeared confused when they arrested him for possession of methamphetamine. Uh, listen, I- I'm going to go on the record here. If you even think there's a chance you could be arrested someday, don't wear uh, cow pajamas. You know, and always have clean underwear, too, because, again, it's the same thing. You, you know, the cops come in your house and you go, oh, man, but I'm wearing my cow PJs, you know. But didn't you see that coming? I think you should have seen that coming, in my opinion. Maybe put on flannel pajamas or something. You know what I mean? And then the pink, too. I mean, it's not exactly the best look. Not only they were cow pajamas, cow pajamas with the pink, which I'm assuming is meant for uh, cows showing uh, pride of some sort. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a, a link there. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But you know, maybe it was rainbow. I guess. All right, we got a lot more to talk about here on the day in the show, including. United States Supreme Court cases. Will the justices be safe? Don't go away. If we can do a package like that, we can move forward in the near future. It will not only help in lowering prices, but it will send a signal to the markets and the global economy that the United States is really deadly serious about taking on this. Hiking taxes isn't going to change the price of milk. When and how are you actually putting forward this package? The package has been uh, debated. It's been worked through. Uh, It failed back when Build Back Better's version of it. So if inflation is the number one priority right now, when are you scheduling a vote to do the things you just laid out? We're working very closely with congressional leadership, with Senate leadership on that. That was Brian Dees on with Margaret Brennan on CBS uh, Sunday morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the or CBS Eye on the Nation, whatever, the, whatever it is. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's Rich Zioli in for Dana. Thank you for being here today. We appreciate it very, very much. A lot to discuss here on the Dana Show. And don't forget to check out all things Dana. Uh, because I'll tell you one thing, I, and I know that you are waiting to hear what Dana has to think with regards to the um, uh, Second Amendment ruling and concealed carry. I am too, actually. And if I'm in this week and the ruling comes down, Dana will be here. And that's really, really cool because we want her to be here. We want to hear what she has to say. But everybody needs a little downtime. You know, everybody needs a little downtime. You got to do it. It's very, very important to do it. But don't forget, you can always get all things Dana at DanaRadio.com. And um, also by going and uh, following her on Twitter as well. So I just retweeted a couple of her tweets this morning at D Lash and, uh, of course, the Dana Show. So thank you for being here today. I'll tell you, the, the inflation stuff in the economy, you got to realize, and I know you do, 
you got to realize that Democrats want to act like there's nothing to see here. Biden shrugging off signs of inflation. The bike going down, the bike crashing was a metaphor. It's a metaphor for how he is running the country. Just crash right down. That's the metaphor right there. I mean, the guy fell off his bike. Well, he wasn't even riding it at the time. Who does that? Just somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, basically. But you, you have you have a lot of these uh, these questions about inflation and the recession and everything else, and it's all about consumer spending. And then there's something else, too. Now, if you think about gas prices, and we've talked about this before, since Biden became president, killing the Keystone XL pipeline, saying you can't drill in Anwar, not allowing the offshore drilling permits to go out, we have had about a 10% drop in our production. The Cato Institute did a whole study on this. This is about a 10% drop. If you want to blame Putin, if you want to blame gritty oil companies, you have to then first address this question of what about the fact that we're not producing as much oil as we used to produce. So Biden's argument is, oh, the greedy oil companies are so greedy, they want less of their product going to market. They want less of their product going to market that they can sell. All right. That's Biden's thinking on this. They want less of it. They're that greedy. They want less of something to sell. Or they go, well, because Putin production is down. But Secretary Yellen kind of acknowledges a little bit. And she says, well, Biden's not responsible for gas prices. Not responsible. But she does admit something. And this is a key point that she admits here. Cut number two. Well, I I don't think that um, policies are responsible for what's happening in the oil market. Um, Actually, uh, consumption of gas and fuels are currently at lower levels than pre-pandemic. And what's happened is that production has gone down. Refinery capacity has declined in the United States and oil production has declined. And we've been saying that. And that's part of the problem. And if you opened up more access to drilling, if you had the Keystone XL pipeline, if you were drilling in Anwar, if you had offshore drilling, we could increase production and then maybe that could bring prices down. Imagine that. Imagine that. And you know that little clip where Heidi Heitkamp was on with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos over the weekend? And obviously the guy's the most biased person on earth, but I call him that because only can you be a a Democrat political operative for years and years and then get a job with a straight face as the ABC News political director. And obviously he, he, the only reason why they hired him is because George Stephanopoulos is so unbiased. You know, he's able to wing it every day. He just goes in and plays it fair after a career of electing Democrats, liberal Democrats, the positions. But what Heidi Eichkamp said was, you know, if we're talking about January 6th, we're not talking about gas prices. And George Stephanopoulos was like, shh, zip it. Don't say that out loud. That's the quiet part. You keep that on the inside. All right? Don't cry out loud. Don't say this outside. Okay? Just don't, shh, shh. Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside, you know. Well, the truth is nobody cares about January 6th. They don't. I mean, it doesn't mean they don't care about what happened. They don't care about these hearings. How do I know this? Well, in a, in a nation of 360 million people, about 20 million people watched on opening night. Now, if you don't win them on opening night, you're not going to win them. I don't know if you are watching a fantastic show on Paramount Plus called The Offer, all about the making of The Godfather. But I love it. It's a great show. The Godfather is one of my favorite movies. And I love the whole backstory of how The Godfather was made because it almost wasn't made. 
and the fights between the creative talent and the corporate suits and even the mob, how the mob did not want that movie made. And Francis Ford Coppola knew that Al Pacino was right for Michael Corleone. But at the time, Al Pacino was just a stage actor. He hadn't really done anything and the studio didn't want him. They wanted somebody who was a sure name because they had they wanted a hit here. They needed a hit. But ultimately, Coppola prevailed. But it's a great story about the intersection of, of, of regulations and the mafia and studios and Hollywood and at, at, a, at a very unique time in American history. But I remember this part where they're talking about how the movie has to open big. Because if it doesn't open big, then it's not going to make money. It, it, it's almost as if they know. And this is why earlier when I talked about Buzz Lightyear, and I said it's safe to say Buzz Lightyear is going to be a flop because if it doesn't open big on its opening weekend, it really doesn't. It doesn't have a chance. Then you're just losing money. The opening weekend is everything. Now, that's not always true with a sleeper. Sometimes there's a sleeper hit. A movie that you just didn't, you never heard of, and then it's word of mouth, and all of a sudden it becomes a hit. But that's not what we're talking about with a a massive Disney movie like Lightyear or the January sixth committee hearings. Remember, they had an ABC News producer who was going to produce it for them. They had they had a little video montage, and what do they do? They open with what boring speeches over and over again, one boring speech after another. And I'm telling you, people might have tuned in at first to see what they had. But after the chairman of the committee starts going on about his background and where he's from and blah, blah, blah. And it went boring and more lectures and more pontificating. And they don't even get to the video until the second hour of the hearings. I think people tuned out. But I also think there's something else, too. I think there's a backlash problem for Democrats, too. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. Everybody in life is always thinking about. Well, you know, we think about ourselves, obviously, what matters to me. And we send these people to Washington. In my opinion, we don't send them there to make our lives better. But some people really do believe that. But at the very least, you would hope that they would try to solve certain problems that maybe they are responsible for. Gas prices and energy, one of those things where you go, well, all right, well even though I don't believe your job is to make my life better, I'd like you to try to solve America's energy problem. We need more Domestic drilling, we need more natural gas, we need these things. Can you work on that for me? Can you tell me about food prices maybe by dealing with, see if there's any temporary regulations you could uh, you could put on hold temporarily. Regulations that you could suspend to maybe get food to us quickly and, 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 and cheaper. Maybe there's supply chain issues. Maybe there's things you could do. Maybe you could suspend the Jones Act. Maybe you could waive some trucking regulations. Whatever you can do in the short term, maybe things like that. But instead, you don't have a hearing on those things. You have a hearing on January 6th, though the average person doesn't know necessarily the day-to-day machinations of Congress, but say they turn on the television that night, and here they see their Congress debating January 6th and not debating the price of beef and not talking about how they can make gas cheaper and oil cheaper by getting more drilling and by temporarily waiving regulations and permits and that sort of thing, and it's nothing that actually helps make their lives better, and then they hear the lectures... I don't know. To me, I think the backlash goes, what are these people doing? How does any of this help me? And it doesn't help. Let's do this. Let me play it for you. This is Adam Schiff, little Adam Schiff here. He talks about um, what he thinks Trump did. What he thinks Trump did here in all this. Let's take a listen to um, cut number three. Just to be clear, you said you have evidence that the then president was involved in putting a fake slate of electors out there. Do you... Do you have evidence that he directed it? Um, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of our hearing. We'll show during a hearing what the president's role was. 
Imagine if you've got evidence that the former president committed a crime. Why would you not put that out there on night number one? See, that's my point about the low production value of this. You've got something there that's really, really flashy and sleazy, and it's a huge accusation. So put that out on the first night. Instead, they show the same B-roll footage of people smashing windows and doors that you've seen a million times. People walking through the Capitol lobby with their flags you've seen a million times. It was so redundant and it felt like you're watching the impeachment hearings all over again. There was nothing in that that was even compelling or new. So if you had evidence of that, why not put it out there on the first night? The answer is they don't have it. They don't, they don't have anything. And Dana Bash on CNN, to her credit, follows that up with a very important question. Cut four. You've been critical of the Justice Department for moving slowly. If you've done so much work, why not help them out? Well, you know, we certainly will help them. Uh, we want them to particularize what they're asking for. Uh, and it's our intention when we conclude our investigation to uh, okay. make public our, our uh, findings uh, in great detail. Make public your findings. What have you found? And whatever you found, if you don't do it on the first night, then this thing's a flop. Really, I mean, that's it. And after the first night, then what, they're back to the 10 a.m. show. And then they skip a day. And then they come back and go, oh, we skip a day, but it's going to be really juicy when we get back. And you had to listen to this boring lawyer go on about the history of the Electoral College and the Electoral Count Act. And, and listen, I'm into all this stuff, and I was bored out of my mind. Bored out of my mind. So now take the average voter who's not into all this stuff like I am, and they're worried about the price of gas, and they're worried about the price of food, and they just had to cancel their summer vacation, and now they're nervous, and the economy's starting to contrast, to, to, um, to, uh, to retract, and they're getting nervous, and they see Congress talking about this stuff and boring them at the same time. It's one thing to talk about boring stuff, but they're doing it in a, in, a, in, a, in a flashy kind of way. But it's boring stuff that they're doing in a boring way. And this is where the blowback that I mentioned earlier comes in, the backlash when people go, you people are so out of touch. What does this have to do with my life? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. That's the reality. That's the truth. It is the Dana Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for Dana, coming right back. The weird, the unusual, and the hilarious. Check out Dana's Absurd Truth Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dana Show. Yeah, that Adam Schiff is such a weasel, isn't he? He is. Schiff for brains is such a weasel. I mean, try saying he has evidence tying Trump to January 6th, but he still can't share it. We're not there yet. Either you have it or you don't, loser. And if you had it, you bring it down the first night. You do it on the first night. Of course you would. Everybody knows that. You always bring out whatever you got, the thunder on the first night. You don't wait. Same thing with Kissinger, too. Uh, Adam Kissinger, who says, there's violence. There's violence in the future. And it's going to be a mess. The threats that he's got. Look, nobody should threaten these guys. Obviously, nobody should ever do that. But I think that, First of all, I don't even know how much of this is real anyway. But I do know this. We got to do this. Let's do it, Steve. Don't and we? now, yeah, all of the do. news you would probably miss. See? It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you I by Caltech. Uh, I do pay attention, which is very, very good. Authorities seize $60,000 worth of meth hidden in child booster seats. What are the kids going to do with all that meth anyway? Oh, I think they were hiding them in the booster seats. That's probably what they were doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Versus giving it to the kids. Because who would give $60,000 worth of meth 
to kids. What a waste, right? You give them other things like, uh, you know, cookies and candy, and but certainly not valuable meth, obviously. But that's Border Patrol finding new ways that people are now sneaking drugs into this country. And it's a real crisis, obviously. It's a real crisis. But it's not going to get any better. Biden doesn't think it's a problem because the left thinks that there should be open borders that's the that's the reality here uh tennessee secretary of state trey hargett charged with dui um he was in nashville he was arrested friday night for driving under the influence attending a music festival in coffee county i mean it's a music festival you gotta understand it's a music festival what are you gonna do but he regrets the circumstances obviously and now, of course, he's getting a lot of blowback from that. It's a good reminder. Always do Uber, if nothing else, and you stay out of the headlines, right? Especially if you're a public official in this ruthless climate that we're in today. Not that it's ever okay to drink and drive, obviously. Uh, $30 parking meters during the College World Series. And it's one thing to get ripped off during the World Series, but when it's college, come on. For those trying to park near the stadium for the College World Series, you probably noticed something new. Parking meters charging 30 bucks. The fee is good for up to 12 hours. But they say fans will not get ticketed for expired two- and three-hour meters near the stadium. But people are upset. They're going, come on. This is kind of you'd see at Major League Baseball, not in college. We don't want to see this kind. Plus, college kids have no money. So let's not forget that. It's just not fair to them. Um, This man claims that he built a 1.4 million strong frog army. You never know when you're going to need a good frog army, am I right? You never know. He was on TikTok thin frog revealed he started building a frog army obviously hey uh we got a lot more to talk about the united states supreme court the abortion ruling don't go away when you're stuck discussing politics with your friends who's the most informed person in the group yep you are you're welcome listen follow subscribe the dana show my best guess is that a recession is ahead I base that on the fact that we haven't had a situation like the present with inflation above four and unemployment below four without a recession following within a year or two. Uh, That, of course, is Larry Summers, who is saying that a recession is inevitable. It's inevitable. And mostly for the reason that people are going to stop spending money. Because the American economy is like Biden's bike. It just comes crashing down just like the economy i'm telling you the the bike and falling out of the bike is a metaphor it's a metaphor for how bad he's handling the economy all right so then that brings us to the abortion ruling so the united states supreme court may rule could be tomorrow could be tomorrow overturning roe v wade and you know as well as i do that everything about this leak was done initially by the lefty law clerk who put it out there to try to get the supreme court justices to not do it They wanted the justices to be afraid, not really for their own personal safety, but really to be afraid of what America would become. They'd see all the protests out there. They'd see the rioting out there. You know, Philadelphia, Hope Pregnancy Center, graffiti, windows smashed, not a blip in the media about this. Nobody saying a word about it. Nobody saying a word. There have been pro-life pregnancy centers across the country and pro-life centers that have been um, vandalized and damaged and there have been threats made and it's not making news anywhere. What the lefty law clerk did by leaking the draft opinion of the Supreme Court ruling was to try to intimidate a justice to change their mind. My guess is Brett Kavanaugh, because he's the most likely to be influenced by John Roberts, 
not because of their personal safety, but it's because of this is the America that you want to create. You'll do this if you allow this ruling to pass. So then they have all the protests outside their homes and everything else. But I don't think it's going to work. And I think that the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade. But I'm also telling you that despite what Lefty Law Clerk wants, the Democrats want this and they need this. They're praying for it to the extent that they pray, which is that they don't. But they are hoping that Gaia, the spirit of the earth, will reward them and give them what they want, which is an overturning of Roe v. Wade. What else are they going to run on if they don't have that? So, you know, there's barricades going up around the Supreme Court. There's all these questions on, can we keep the justices safe? And everywhere we look around the country right now, we see protests. We see more evidence right now of a very, very fragile situation. But that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. But in terms of the Democrats, what they want is they want you talking about that and not talking about gas. Now, Biden wants to do something. He's going to do a, um, a federal gas tax holiday, perhaps. Democratic-led efforts to pause the tax of 18.4 cents a gallon have stalled the mid-Republican opposition. You know why it's stalled? Because people have said, listen, here's the deal. As Biden's walking on the beach in Rehoboth, Delaware, here's the deal. We don't need your little gimmicks. We need long-term solutions to this. And believe it or not, the left, I mean, you probably believe this, the left doesn't want a gas tax holiday either. You know why? Because they want people paying more. They want you to pay more for gas because they figure it's the only way to get you out of your gas guzzler and into a Tesla. And if you can't afford a Tesla, well, you know, tough. Too bad. Too bad. They want you to pay more and to suffer from it. They really do. It's what they believe. The only way you get changed, you don't get changed when everybody's happy, right? When everybody's got wine and roses and, and candy, Nobody wants a revolution. You only get a revolution when people are angry. So now they want to do this gas tax holiday. But again, it's just it's going to be one of those things, again, much like the new COVID variant tied around the election, tied to make you think to yourself, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? I see through this, don't I? Yes, of course I do. The climate hypocrisy of the world right now, it is amazing. But the night of rage on abortion, uh, this group, Jane's Revenge, they, these people are nuts here. They, they really are. And they're, they're all kindred spirits, aren't they? Jane's Revenge and also the lefty climate people. They're all extremists. You know, the Department of Justice wants people to believe that the next great threat to America are white Christian MAGA hat wearing Trumpers. Any minute now, they're going to storm the Capitol. Any minute now. But law enforcement officers have had this giant fence surrounding the Supreme Court building in Washington. And nine justices, as they're getting ready to prepare their opinion, and we all know they're all there going, we're going to kill you, we're going to die. D.C. call the action night of rage. The night SCOTUS overturns Roe v. Wade, we hit the streets because you said you'd riot with us. To our oppressors, if abortions aren't safe, you're not safe either. Sincerely, Jane's Revenge. Now, obviously, there's nothing peaceful about that. Those are outright threats. Outright threats to life and property. Everybody knows that. But it's this kind of nuttiness, that this kind of, of, of danger and nuttiness and the anger that's out there too much. It is, uh, it's what the left wants. 
You know, they really do. They want this and they believe this. And, and it's much like the summer of love in 2020 after George Floyd's murder. It's the same thing with two billion dollars in property destruction back then. But everybody said, yeah, but it's they're fighting against oppression. They're fighting against systemic racism. 400 years of this. So you can understand if they're bombing police cars and, you know, these uh, attorneys from Brooklyn, New York, who threw Molotov cocktails into police cars. They're, they're well-to-do attorneys. And the Biden Justice Department, instead of throwing the book at them and saying we don't react with political violence, has been trying to do everything they possibly can to let these people off the hook. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because the people that work in government, especially under this administration, they're all a bunch of ideologues. And they're lefty ideologues. And so whether it's the people at the EPA who are doing everything possibly can at the Department of Energy to make it more expensive to drill and more cumbersome to drill, or it's all the people who are at the Department of Justice right now who are letting domestic terrorists off the hook, I mean, that's what's happening. So the Jane's revenge threats have received little attention. Why is that? Because deep down inside, the very same people who were justifying the protests that led to riots in the summer of love are the same people now justifying the protests that will lead to Jane's revenge doing something in the name of violence, in the name of abortion rights. Because they kind of deep down inside like it. You know, these are brave people here. They're fighting the good fight. They're fighting the good fight. And you've got attacks on crisis pregnancy centers happening across the country. I mentioned you won the Hope Pregnancy Center in Philadelphia. But this is happening across the country. There's this one group, I saw this in the Wall Street Journal, this group called First Image. It's a uh, facility in, I believe it is out in the West Coast. I think it's in Portland. And it was a, uh, someone threw an incendiary device through one of the windows, which lit a significant fire in the back room. It was a second attack on a first image facility in as many months. On May 5th, vandals shattered windows and spray painted F, CPCs, Crisis Pregnancy Centers. Think of what kind of a nutbag you got to be to go after a crisis pregnancy center. Really, think, think, think about that. They have no decision-making power whatsoever. And they try to help women who are in crisis. Like I said, my, I have two children who came to us by way of adoption, and thank God that these centers exist, because at some point there was a young woman who went there, two young women who went there, both of whom were my kids' birth mothers, and had they not had a place to go, maybe they would have had an abortion. But I think that that's what these groups want. They would much rather have these women be have abortions than go and use the services of a pro-life crisis pregnancy center. First image established in 1984 is one of dozens of pro-life pregnancy centers and churches vandalized or attacked since the May 2nd leak of Justice Alito's draft opinion in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. Susan, the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America group reported last week a report detailing more than 40 incidents of violence, vandalism, and intimidation since the leak of that draft opinion. A Compass Care Pregnancy Center in Buffalo, New York, was firebombed on June 7th. Compass Care posted photos on Facebook showing shattered windows and charred interiors. The CEO says the damage will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair. Also at the scene, Jane was here, scrawled in cursive on the side of the building. On June 14th, a communique, a, a communique, <laughs> boy, I'm botching every word today, aren't I? Signed Jane's Revenge and posted to Abolition Media, appear to take credit for many of the pregnancy center attacks. We're not one group of many. You have seen us. 
they wrote in their missive. This is happening all across the country right now. When the violent fringe groups throw firebombs, the mainstream abortion movement has waged legal war in pregnancy centers, and it's happening across the country. Now, you know as well as I do that there are people cheering this on in the name of these are brave freedom fighters. They're fighting for reproductive freedom. They're fighting for women's health care. You know it. And there's a lot of people in the media that are sympathetic to them, too. A handbill posted in Washington's Capitol Hill neighborhood last week, ostensibly from this Jane's Revenge group, said, A night of rage after SCOTUS overturns Roe v. Wade to our oppressors. If abortions aren't safe, you're not safe either. Now, do you think in cities across the country that authorities, and I mean the elected officials, are doing anything to make sure these centers are protected? Uh, No, of course not. No, no, why would they? Why would they? These are brave freedom fighters here. The real terrorists are the ones in the Supreme Court who might overturn Roe v. Wade. But the good news is, I think Americans are tired of the violence. I, I know that they are. And you know it, too. I mean, you see it in the cities right now. Everybody's going out there. And, and you know, at first it was kind of cute, I guess, this whole idea of uh, flipping over cars and throwing Molotov cocktails. Oh, it's so cute. Look at all these <laughs> crazy kids. And then it gets annoying when you're blocking traffic. I saw this viral video on social media of these Italians. The Italians, now they handle it the right way. So I guess there was a climate justice protest in Italy. And I'm not sure exactly which part of Italy it was, but I, I want to say it looked like Tuscany maybe, but I don't know. Um, but here you have these climate wackos and they're all blocking the highway in Italy. So the Italians, who are notoriously angry drivers, I love them, but they're super aggressive. The Italians, they get out of their cars, they walk over to the people, and they just start cursing at them in Italian, grab the people, literally drag them off the side of the highway, and then just keep driving. That's a beautiful thing. I love that. How many of us would love to do that, too? You get caught in a protest, especially if you live in an American city, whatever the group is, BLM or some climate justice group or maybe this Jane's Revenge, and you can't go anywhere and you're in traffic and you sit there. Like that one viral video of that big mom. She, the, his mom comes out of the car and starts yelling at these people, i got to get to work. Move it or I'm going to run you over. That woman was my hero. But these, these, these protesters, I, think, I don't think anybody, I, nobody, see, if you want to win hearts and minds to your cause, you don't firebomb pregnancy life centers, you don't block traffic, you don't do these things. You also don't protest outside the justices' homes. You are never going to win hearts and minds doing that. But the left doesn't care about that because, remember, they think you're an idiot. So they don't want your support. They want to terrorize until they get their way. <laughs> That's how they do it. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. It is The Dana Show. Thanks for listening today. Appreciate it very, very much. I'll tell you what, it's been a crazy, crazy day. It's going to get a little bit nuts out there. Today is like the calm before the storm. That's what it feels like, the calm before the storm. Because tomorrow the Supreme Court's going to make their rulings. And you you have to wonder, too, are they going to wait to the last possible day in the term to make the controversial rulings? Or are they just going to get it over with? Because a lot of people are annoyed that they haven't just made the ruling already. You know, just get it over with. So we'll see. I mean, it's anybody's guess. No one can predict anything. And it's not like they're going to tip their hand. They never do. But I don't know. I would just kind of like to see it. Just, you know, let it let it end. Just, you know, move on. Move on already. <laughs> 
and you know be done with it that would be nice i think that would be very very nice so we'll see because i'll be back with you tomorrow and i'll be back with you wednesday too and maybe they'll make the big ruling and everybody will freak out about it. Of course, the left will freak out because the left will freak out. But again, of course, and you know this, I mean, this is this means that it's going to go back to the states. If they do overturn Roe v. Wade, then it's going to be a state's issue. And it should be a state's issue because it's not in the Constitution. And then the states will deal with it accordingly. The states will figure it out and they'll make the rules about it. But it'll be a gift to the Democrats in that sense. And I want them to overturn it. I do. It's a, Roe v. Wade was a horrific ruling. But it'll be a gift to the Democrats in the sense that they can then talk about something other than the economy. Because January 6th isn't working for them. Nobody cares. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. Talk about boring television. I mean, seriously boring television. So somebody's got to figure out something out here because, you know. You're in a situation right now where people are tuning out left and right, and they're going, come on already. Make this exciting for me. At least make this exciting. Give me something juicy. Uh, I should also mention, too, we're now being warned of crippling food costs. So if you if you can have the ability to stock up on food, you probably should. Probably a good idea because you just never know what things are going to be like. Um, all right, well, here's what we're going to do, though. I'm going to turn it over to Steve, producer Steve. He's got a little of those uh, insane clips for us today. We were actually just talking about this one off the air, and we really can't even truly believe it that this is actually a thing that's still being discussed right now at this point in time of life. But uh, let's take a listen, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Fauci's out here still preaching this. Story. Hopefully, the more people that get vaccinated and boosted and the more people that realize the importance of when you have a high level of viral dynamics, that when you're in an indoor setting, you should wear a mask, even though the whole world, including the United States and the UK, are just worn out and tired by this outbreak. He's not kidding there. Still wear a mask? Come on, Steve, he doesn't really, really? We still have to wear a mask? Stop, who's doing this? Nobody thinks this is okay. Nobody likes this. Nobody is doing this. Oh, man. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that's the show. Thank you for listening today. We appreciate it very, very much. And, uh, of course, I'll be back with you tomorrow here on The Dana Show. You can always tweet me at Rich Zioli. Thank you for listening.